Welcome to the podcast, Good Times in the Garden. Hello to all my fellow gardeners out there. I am your host, Matt DiStefano. This is episode three, April 16th, 2021. Is there any better place to be than your garden? I don't think so. Well, thank you once again for joining me here at Good Times in the Garden. In today's episode, I will be returning to my tour of the backyard garden. I hope over the last week you've been able to get outside and enjoy all the beautiful signs of spring. Nature is always there waiting to help slow down your busy days and bring you some inner peace and joy. All we must do is accept the invitation. Well, before I get back to the tour that I want to finish with you in today's episode of my backyard garden in spring, I do want to make an addendum to podcast one on strawberries. Uh, Two weeks ago, I gave you the whole story of how I raise uh, strawberries and why I think it's important for most people who want to eat strawberries to do that themselves. And I guess in my nervousness of doing my first podcast a few weeks ago, I neglected to go over probably the most important reason to grow your own strawberries. And that is that most strawberries bought in the store like a supermarket, from mass-produced farms. For these farms to produce large quantities of strawberries and to get them to market for sale, they unfortunately many, many times have to be sprayed and doused in pesticides. Most fruits and vegetables you buy in the store have been treated with pesticides. Strawberries, unfortunately, because they are, in essence, a naked fruit, not something like a banana or an orange that has a covering, Um, when the plant, the strawberry plant itself is sprayed with pesticide, the fruit itself is sprayed with pesticide. So the fruits absorb all the pesticides that are sprayed on them. A recent study that I had read And the science journal said that over 20 different types of pesticides are found on most normal strawberries bought in supermarkets. Now that's a pretty scary thought. We want to eat healthy. We want to eat delicious, what we believe fresh fruit. But in many cases, when we're purchasing these items in the store, We are not really aware of all the other things we're ingesting besides the fruit itself. So I cannot stress this enough to give it a shot. Go out, like I told you in podcast number one, either in a store or online, buy some bare root strawberry plants. It's not that difficult. Go back to podcast one and I'll give you a lot of the details about how to grow a little collection of strawberry plants, and you can be eating delicious, fresh, pesticide-free berries this summer.
All right, I'm glad I got that addendum in. After the podcast was over, it was bothering me. It was keeping me up at night. I had to get that out. Glad I did. Now in podcast two, last week, I stopped the tour of the garden with the right-hand side of my yard. I explained to you how my strawberry plants were hanging from the white vinyl fence along the right side of my yard, how below them are my four blueberry bushes, and then in the back right-hand corner of my backyard garden are my beautiful rose bushes. All of these plants are now really, really starting to feel the spring weather. Leaves and flowers and other signs of spring are throughout all these plants. But I'd like to continue my tour now at that point. The tour now continues along the white fence situated in the back section of my yard. Along this fence, I have erected two black metal trellises. Each trellis is about five feet high by four feet wide. So it does take up a a fairly large portion of the back fence area of my yard. Covering these trellises are vines from a plant called the Virginia Creeper. No, this is not some guy that you don't know sneaking around watching you from the south. This is a species of plant. These vines will start to leaf out probably in the next month. Right now, each trellis is covered with the bare vines from last year's growth. I planted these Virginia creeper vines In the spring of last year, they grew about six or seven feet and covered the trellis, so they are very quick growers. And I'm hoping they fill out even more this summer. As I mentioned, the Virginia creeper is a fast-growing vine. It produces green leaves throughout the spring and summer that will turn a beautiful, dark, umber red in the fall. The berries that are produced on these vines during the summer also are loved by birds. So you're doing great things uh, for the environment and nature that comes into your yard also. In the middle of the summer, the leaves from the vine growing up and around each trellis provide a beautiful natural backdrop for my yard. On either side of the trellis, in the two back corners of my yard, I planted two young apple trees. Each tree is about three to four years old now. On the back right-hand side of my yard is a variety of apple called Ben Davis, one of the first commercially produced apple varieties in this country. Um... On the back left-hand side of my yard is a variety of apple called Gala. Last summer, each tree produced beautiful, healthy green leaves. And I would say each tree probably grew about a foot, a foot and a half from spring to late summer. But I did not get any flowers or fruit. 
I believe in the next year or so, these trees should be old enough to begin producing some flowers and fruit. I will definitely keep you updated about this progress. But that is another beautiful thing about gardening that I love. Anticipation. Putting things in the yard. Some of them give you immediate rewards. And others tantalizingly make you look into the future. And hope for good production of either leaves or fruit. I will definitely be very much anticipating some homegrown apples hopefully in the next few years. The left-hand portion of my backyard, I placed a two-person bench two summers ago. Surrounding the bench, I planted six ornamental grasses. These grasses are varying varieties of fountain grass. My wife and I will sit in that bench on summer nights enjoy a glass of wine, each other's company, and the rhythmic swaying of yellow and green grass. It's very beautiful and very calming. As our tour continues, we are back to the perimeter of the yard closest to my house. Parallel to the back of my house, is a long row of spiderwort plants. Spiderwort plants are from the genus Tradescantia. Pretty sure I said that right. These plants are beginning to push their way through the spring soil. In just about two weeks time, these plants will probably stand about two to three feet high with long, green, spidery-like leaves. And then in a week after that, each plant will explode with many beautiful, light purple flowers. It is a sight to see. When you look down the row of spiderwort plants in bloom, it is like a purple carpet to happiness. Spiderworts are herbaceous perennials. So these beautiful flowering plants come back at the beginning of spring each year. So about the end of spring, beginning of summer, the flowers are gone. The green leaves of the spiderwort begin to yellow. And then I will cut the plant back down to the soil level. The following spring these plants will shoot back up and provide all the beautiful color for spring. Finally, in the middle area of the yard, I have lawn grass, and the center of my backyard, a few years ago, I created a stone patio. Hard work on the knees, but well worth it. Maybe I'll have a podcast in the future on how I did the stone patio, um, it really came out nice. My first go at it, too. On the stone patio, we have a nice outdoor table and chair set where my family eats many late spring and summer meals surrounded by nature. It is beautiful. Well, I hope you enjoyed 
the short and simple tour of my backyard. I hope this tour has maybe motivated you to spend more time outside and to think of all the ways you can on a daily basis interact with nature where you live. So, until the next time, this is Matt DiStefano from Good Times in the Garden. Enjoy, and I'll see you soon.